we're back with the Dr. Heavenly Radio Show right here on WAOK CBS Radio, 1380 AM. And we're sitting here with our co-host, Heidi Fuller. Heidi is always good. Girl, you always smiling. What you oh, smiling about? I'm just happy, just happy to be here. And just This is such an honor and a pleasure I to be able to share right. this platform with you. Thank you for Praise inviting me. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Kenny always looking so serious. Hey, our second co-host for today is Mr. Kenny Pugh. Kenny, me and Kenny, let me give you a little background Uh-oh. on me okay. and Kenny. Okay, here we go. Kenny, <laughs> I've been knowing Kenny for quite a while, mm-hmm. and he did my TV show with me. Yep. I've been on his radio show. Yep. It's called uh, The Chat Cafe. Okay. And he's been talking about relationships for years, and I've been giving him a hard time because I ain't never known him to be in no relationship. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he's trying to tell us what to do about the relationships. Now, Kenny Pugh is, has intrigued me for a while because – his story is he was celibate mm. or how many years? You know what? I'm still celibate. Okay. Wow. He was, is, well, he yeah. ain't going to be for long. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can share some more information about so that. So how long were you celibate, Kenny? You know what? I, the, the clock is continuing to tick, so nine years. Ooh, shoosh. <laughs> well, <that's maybe> <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. Oh, it's your tongue. Oh, Kenny, Kenny, how have you been able to do that? You know what? It's just, it's been one day at a time, one okay. month at a time, one year at a time. You know, so. but most brothers act like they can't wait, Kenny. Right, you know right. What I mean? And there's, a, there's something behind it. I, I kind of gained this momentum and this following of, of people that have been trying to see how long it, it would last. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, the fear of, A, uh, letting down God and, and the commitment that I made to him. Mm-hmm. But then, B, just sit, sitting back waiting for people to, you know, be able to cheer me. Uh, cheer against me if I were to fall mm. and so there was kind of a dual motivation there I didn't want to let God down and, and, and at the same time I didn't want to give ammunition to other people uh, to to begin to say I see I told you that they couldn't do it or men couldn't do it and so Kenny, but just you know I ain't believing you right I think you <laughs> I mean, you know something it, in 10 years you know, hey the thing about being an athlete How old are you? being a a member of a fraternity I had cap Alpha Psi. Okay. Hmm. And so I had a chance to get all of that stuff out of my system. Mm-hmm. And so this I see as more of a challenge. So yeah. And so did being it Yeah, you yeah. yeah. It's not like before. I'm a virgin. Ooh, so <laughs> it's it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that as an athlete there's this internal drive to yes. win. Mm-hmm. And so you can apply that to business, you can apply that to life, you this can apply that to This is what he's doing right here. A he's whole thinking, bunch of different things. He's focusing and he's achieving. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Logo. So have you, is it because you haven't met the right one yet, or what is it that you're really waiting for? Well, I guess since we are going down that, that, that lane right now, let me just go ahead and state that I am engaged. I'm happily engaged. Woo-hoo. Congratulations. And, uh, getting ready to get married Why in you know December. Why do have to wear an engagement ring? <laughs> I think they should have an engagement ring. Well, to take you? us off the market yes. as well. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Women wear their engagement ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. We, now, Kenny, we, we you know I got to get on before. you a little bit. You know I keep it real, right? Why? Because, okay, Kenny, <laughs> the girl that you engaged to, right? Yes. You've been toting her around for a minute, not even saying that was your girl. You know what? She and I have been friends for a while. We met back in 2011, <laughs> and it wasn't until the end of 2012 that I actually asked her out mm. on a date. Our first date was Cirque du Soleil. Mm. And, um, That's and a it, good date. That is a great date. Expensive mm-hmm. date. Mm-hmm. That's why I earned mm-hmm. some cool points with oh, that yeah. one. 
Um, and so we built we built this friendship. I'm not one of those. I, I don't think life is meant to have boyfriends and girlfriends. It's meant to have uh, people that you are building relationships with. And Equally so, yoked. Yeah. I like that. And so with that being the case. I wasn't going around, and we both decided that it was better to keep our business out of the streets so that we can learn and grow with one another. But then how you stop them thirsty people, the women, from approaching you if you were in a relationship with somebody but by not announcing that you're in uh, a you relationship? You know what? Th- that is part of the whole mutual respect thing. Absolutely. And so I would shut down all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I was celibate, and I was a singles minister before I met my fiance. And I had to go through that process years, many years before I met her. So shutting people down was not a, a big deal to me. It's I not like you shut them down kind of hard. Oh Kenny. my I'm just gosh, saying that you shut them down kind of hard. You know what? So it, it's a mm. challenge, man. It's, it's it's a fine line. It's hard to to be nice and, and communicate a message that may not necessarily be favorable towards mm-hmm. the other person. Um, and so sometimes you just have to just make it cut and dry. It's like pulling a Band-Aid off. You can't do it slowly. Yes. You just have to. Rip it off. Rip them off. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you made a, a very valid point in the very beginning that it, it's because you honor the Lord. And once yeah. you make a commitment to the God, to, to God, you, that's what you do. You stick by it. I commend you for that. You know, it, it's interesting, too, because my fiance was already always somewhere in the environment, right? I and saw so, her. I didn't know so, where she was hanging around. I was like, you well, know, at that time, we, I don't think we were going down that path mm-hmm. of, of, of building that relationship, though. So, oh, okay. Y'all um, were just friends. We were just friends. Okay, but it wasn't an attraction at that point? Oh, I, I've always had an attraction okay. towards her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, the, she had an attraction to her. I'm just let you know. Ain't no females just going to hang right, around. Right, yeah. And it, she's it not attracted. Attraction. So y'all Absolutely. were friends, but yeah. she had a... Motive. Yeah, no, I wouldn't call it a motive. I think a goal. She, she had some. She had some interest. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I didn't mean that negative. I'm just saying, you know, she had interest and she was trying to get yeah. to. So you. what was it the was conversation like? Because I actually invited her to be a part of my radio show because I had a desire to get to know her more, and I, and I knew she had some specific skills that would be a, a mm. benefit to the show. So uh, it was kind of a it was a bridge that was there, and it was fun. Bridging to joy. There you go. <laughs> Mary Taylor Carr. Hey, we're at the Dr. <laughs> Heavenly Radio Show. I'm sitting here talking to Miss Heidi Fuller and Mr. Kenny Pugh. Kenny Pugh is a strategist, yes. a coach, a speaker, He's a business and personal finance coach. We can talk about the money, yes, business, yes. money, love, and manager of KTP Financial. That's right. And Black Enterprise and HLN contributor. You've been doing awesome. a, a column on Black Enterprise for a while, right? Yes, I have. So what's mm. your column on relationships or is it on money? Love and money. Wow. That go hand in hand, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, so we talk about personal finance and how it impacts relationships and marriages. And so uh, get, I get a chance to write about all types of different things regarding family, money, relationships, and uh, I have some upcoming articles that I think are going to blow people's minds. So. You know, I always read your articles, Katie. <laughs> I've been following you for a minute. And the interesting thing is, you know, somebody posed this question to me on Instagram. You know, you can follow me at Dr. underscore Heavenly on Instagram and Twitter. My email is Dr. I mean, my website is drheavenly.com. But they asked me, should the man pay for the dates initially and moving forward? What's your thought on that, Kenny? Um, I believe that a man that has been brought up and raised to to be a man will will definitely foot the bill for those. So those you paid for Circus Soleil. She yeah. didn't pay. Yeah, okay. no, she didn't pay. She didn't pay her half. Uh, no, no, okay. no I, I, I took care of that. That's just part of the way that I was brought up. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but let me go ahead and take this stand as well. Um, I don't think whether or not someone picks up the date on the first or second date or third date really Uh-oh, we has. 
uh, any bearing on whether a relationship can be successful. Well, I think as the man, <laughs> if you're interested in the woman, you will spend your and money. And it's interesting her that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of men go on a lot of dates. Mm-hmm. And I think it would limit the dates or the types of dates mm-hmm. he can go on if he's footing the bill. Yeah, absolutely. So that goes with business and money. And I think the man should pay Kenny every time. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll definitely teach my, my, my sons to do that. Uh, once they get there and once I have them. <laughs> uh, but one of those things is it just I, I don't like getting caught up on superficial things because right. that's something that can be developed over a period of time. The right woman will help to transform that he will want to do all those things Absolutely. that Absolutely. you desire for him I like the way he put yeah. that. Now, is this the way that you were raised also in your household? Absolutely. Uh, okay. Both of my parents are still together. They've been together for 44 years. Hmm. Um, my Grandparents on both sides were married until death did them part. My grandfather's on both sides passed away. Uh, So with that being the case, I only know the unit being together, working through problems, going Mm -hmm. through turmoil, Mm -hmm. celebrating the victories, learning uh, how to persevere along the way, and then ultimately, you know, becoming victorious in, in, in family and marriage. And so, so that's all I know. Home. It starts and So at I home. can't have anybody in my life that doesn't believe that. Come you know, on. It's always interesting getting a male point of view because yeah. we talk, talk to women all the time and we like to talk to the men. Tell me a little bit about your story and what point in your life did you decide to become celibate and how hard was it in a sex-driven society? Yeah, it was definitely tough. Like I mentioned earlier, being an, a former athlete, being uh, a member of a fraternity where we have you know women pulling at us hmm. quite often. You smiling? Uh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was kind of an enjoyable <laughs> time of my life, a nice season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that being the case, once I got closer to God, I accepted mm-hmm. my call into mm-hmm. ministry. Uh, and with that being the case, I decided to, you know, arm wrestle with him a little bit. I said, you know, I can give up cussing, I can give up drinking, I can give up partying and all that good stuff. But God, we're gonna have a problem with this sex thing because mm-hmm. that's that's where I want to, you know, continue to leverage and and partake. partake. But one day led to two days. Two mm-hmm. days led to a week. And the next mm-hmm. thing I know, I started Nine figuring years. out that, you know what, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made life so much more simple, too. Come on. When I started going out with people, it was, yeah. it was just, I didn't have Once that cloud. You know, them, crazy, mm-hmm. There was right? no okay. cloud. There was no ulterior motive. It actually scared a lot of women away because mm-hmm. they were like, feeling as if they weren't desirable. What? You don't want me? Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. It's just one of those things that I wanted to protect the virtue of the relationship, because if I wasn't going to make you my wife, I did not want to make you one of my uh, hood ornaments. Well, the, the interesting thing is, Kenny, you know, I know a little bit about you. You had a lot of friends, though, that were female. Like I still have a lot of friends. Hey, well, not necessarily well, friends, but associates. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's by but virtue But those women of, like you, Kenny. I mean, well, and you know it. Yeah, and so, I lost a lot of them when I, I finally went public with my relationship, too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What about your male so, friends? How, what do they say about your relationship and the way that you've been able to abstain from sex? Yeah, I think they have a, a little bit or... I think there's uh, admiration there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they they believe that man, you you've been able to be faithful to this this call, uh, and and now you're able to transition and actually be able to say, you know what, it does help to work to build and develop he- healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we haven't been able to see is too many examples of people going from start to finish and then ultimately surfacing with mm. a successful marriage or whatnot. And so the foundational friendship that my fiance and I have. And we've been able to cultivate that over a couple of years. It has been phenomenal. And, and the, it doesn't lessen the amount of attraction that we have, but mm-hmm. it lets us know that we are able to, to uh, survive without the sexual element being there. Mm. 
Mm. But but That's but awesome. Kenny, you a Kappa man? Find new pie, party right. people, incorporate. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get picked by your fraternity. I mean, you know, y'all y'all were known to be players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I think there was once again when you become grown, mm-hmm. when you become mature. mature. But a I'm lot thinking of that like you ain't that old matter. though. Nine years I'm, you no, wasn't gone. Four, you know, I'm forty years old now. Oh, you wow. ain't saying like that like that's yeah, old, I'm just, baby. I'm 40 we, grown, we grown up in yeah, here. Yeah, I just I mean I'm just excited <laughs> to be a part of the forty club. I know that's right. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they know the commitment that I've made. They know the hard work and the <laughs> and the, the tough times that it, it, you have to go through in order to, to make it through this journey. So what and are you so saying to the young guys when you approach them, when you tell them your story? How, you know, how do they even receive you in that? I think when it comes to dealing with young people, it's a matter of just sowing seed. You're mm-hmm. planting seeds. They may not necessarily get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm learning is it helps to – uh, enlighten young ladies more than than young men because mm-hmm. a lot of times they believe that they need to give themselves in order to feel wanted mm-hmm. to feel desirable to feel sexy to feel as if that's the only way that they're going to land uh, a relationship and it, by seeing someone like me before them someone who is not well I, you know not unattractive mm-hmm. uh, but someone who is successful someone who has uh, you know kind of that con- conviction uh, to be able to come forward and say, you don't have to give your body to somebody right. in order to have a But don't you think for a lot of women that was a challenge because of that? You know what I mean? You think so? I think oh, so. Oh, yeah. It's very Absolutely. attractive. It can Absolutely. be a very attractive trait. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, he ain't doing it. I bet you I can make him. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I had a number of people that thought they were going to be able to break me, and I still get <laughs> inboxes up wow. until earlier this year about, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to mm. do this? Um, and, you know, do you need me to uh, help you out before your, your honeymoon wow. or whatnot? So I know that that's you- right. <laughs> but you know what? I'm mentoring a group of women mm-hmm. uh, through my foundation, the Dr. Heavenly Kinds Foundation, Dr. Heavenly's Angel. I'd love for you to come talk to these ladies mm-hmm. about your story and abstinence and how men feel about women who throw themselves. Yeah. Throw well, themselves, literally. The Chris Brown song. These girls ain't loyal. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm hearing in my mind. Right, right. But it was really interesting when you talked about how males feel the same way the females feel. They feel insecure. They feel like they need to have love and to be have those type of relationships. And they're always searching for something. So how how why do you think men? Or why is it so easy for a man to go from relationship to relationship instead of a woman? I mean, I think it's, it works equally. Uh, I, I think you see, I call them spider men and spider women. They just kind of swing from web to web, Come on. Uh, from relationship to relationship, just trying to overcome and, and mask the inner insecurities and hurt that, they, that they're trying to, you know, just cover up on the inside. And I, I think that's where it becomes problematic. And so men jump from relationship to, to, from relationship, to relationship to exercise power, to feel as if they are superior, to feel as if there's some control. Mm. Um, whereas women do the the jumping from relationship to relationship to mask hurt, uh, to feel connected, to feel as if there's some kind of uh, self-worth. And, and I think in both cases it's wrong. You're listening to the Dr. Heavenly Radio Show here right here on WAOK 1380 AM. And I'm talking to Miss Holly Fuller and Mr. Kenny Pugh. Kenny, now I know you know your story. Do you feel like it's harder to maintain a relationship or establish one because... You know, you've been friends with your fiancé for a long time. Do you think it, it has it been more difficult to maintain after 
you yeah. you cross that barrier. Yeah, I, I, most definitely. I think once you get through, and I, I heard you speaking earlier about the 90 days, uh, after you get through that, that period of time, which is one of the reasons why I don't promote having any types of interaction from a, from a physical perspective, mm. uh, especially during that period of time, because you're sleeping with somebody you don't know at all. Mm. Like you have this infatuation. There's mm-hmm. a sense of uh, euphoria, uh, you know, based off of how someone looks or how you perceive them to be. Mm-hmm. And they have not yet validated those false, uh, those false thoughts that you have begun to conjure up in your mind. And so that's a problem. And so once you get past that part, that initial part, maintaining a relationship is always going to be more challenging mm-hmm. all the time because there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be times where you don't want to be around someone. There's going to be some times where you don't like someone, uh, but you're just you're praying that the love and the connection and the commitment from a friendship perspective helps you to navigate the, the, the turmoil of, of waves of, of, of problems in that relationship and then that you can come back to a, your, your happy place. That's right, because when mm-hmm. you're married, it's a decision. You're not going to feel the same way every day. I've been with my man over 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been married almost 18 years. Wow. And I'm telling you, it's good years, it's bad years. It's good days, it's bad days. But we made a commitment in front of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? To keep going. Now, um, do you, what made you a business and relationship coach? What made you cross that? Because I'm, I'm feeling a call to preach from yes. you, and I know you yeah. feel it too. Amen. I yeah. ain't even talked to you about that yet. Well, I, I mean, I have. I, over the years, I have a chance to, uh, you know, That's it. participate mm-hmm. and, and deliver messages at churches across the country. And so that's part of it. Uh, before I met you, being in corporate America, I dealt with finances and personal finance and business all my life. So that's kind of my background, 17-plus years of that. And so trying to bridge what my skill set is with my calling, relationships, money, and business, bringing all that stuff together uh, has brought me to my happy place. Wow. Mm. Wow. Now, before we go, um, may you tell us a little bit about your newly released book, uh, Can You Do It Standing Up? What a great, what a great <laughs> <Wow>. title. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I might it? pick that up. Yeah. Can and you, where it's available. Yeah. Can You Do It Standing Up? A Different Position on Relationships just talks mm. about having to, how to build relationships from a vertical perspective and not having to lie down in order to do de- wow. that deep isn't, it? Yeah. isn't that deep and wow you, you can uh, purchase it on amazon amazon.com you can go out to my website kennypugh.com k e n n y p u g h.com and uh, and purchase a copy of that but that just it just it helps to empower unmarried people mm-hmm. to feel as if you can have a successful relationship without having to sleep with everybody and their cousin can and their you uncle do it and their up. sister I what's the uh, 250 million dollar debt challenge cuz i know we we switch it but it's back on the money finance yeah. part so the 250 million dollar debt challenge is a t- challenge or movement that i've declared and and trying to build a, a wave of people who want to pay off debt. And so I, that target number is trying to pay off $250 million in debt. And what it does is allow people to go out to that website, 250debtchallenge.com, sign up, and I'll give you the tools that you need to, in order to organize your debt and begin to develop a plan to pay it off. And so you learn how to budget, you learn how to organize your, your debts and 
that includes Sally Mae, uh, for so some of so I many paid of that you. Big yeah, and work towards uh, it, it, building a plan to help pay off your debt. So mm-hmm. that's one of the passions that I have as well. Awesome. Well, it's been an honor and a pleasure having yes, you today. Hey guys, I want to let you know that this portion of the Doctor Heavenly Radio Show has been brought to you by Roswell Pain Specialist. Guys, this is a, a office for acute and chronic pain, uh, back pain, neck pain, all kind of automobile accidents, arthritis all that and helping more and you can find more information on Roswell Pain Specialist at thepainpros.com that's thepainpros.com and you can call and make an appointment the number is 770-810-5302 and I'd like to say that's my man office Dr. Damon Kimes shout out to Dr. Damon Kimes team my daddy. boo team daddy <laughs> and it's it's just always wonderful Heidi it having is, is. the Dr. Heavenly Ready I love doing this show it's an awesome show Heidi how can we find you Oh, you can find me on Facebook under Heidi B. Fuller. You can check me out on TBN on Joy in Our Town. Joy in In Our Our Town. Town. Praise the Lord. And that's it for this week's show. Next week, we have another great show on sex trafficking. Wow. That should be an interesting one. It should be. So we'll see you next week on the Dr. Heavenly Radio Show right here on 1380 AM WAOK. Thanks, Dr. Heavenly. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to the Dr. Heavenly Radio Show. My name is DeAndre Ash. You can find me on Twitter at Pastor Ash. I look forward to meeting you there and interacting with you there. You can also find me on Facebook, DeAndre Ash. So the question we're asking here is, will saving yourself for marriage save your future marriage? What a very relevant question. From my personal experience, I was celibate for four years, a span of four years of my adult life. And to be honest, it was a wonderful experience. To be even more honest, it was a wonderfully painful experience. So it was good spiritually, but not so good naturally. I found myself advancing spiritually and uh, doing more things creatively than I ever thought possible. But naturally, it wasn't so good. Have you ever practiced celibacy? There are benefits. Of course there are, but there are cons as well. Let's think about this theologically. To think about it theologically, we have to think about scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. If we look at it through the lens of Scripture, Paul says in 1 Corinthians that marriage is the cure for sexual deviance. And of course, scripturally, we should save ourselves from marriage. He says, dude, get married, stay married, keep the action at home. If you're not getting enough action, turn it up at home. So scripturally, marriage was the prescription that Paul offered to this community. Secondly, let's look at it through tradition. The message is, of course, in our society today, that ideally we should save ourselves for marriage. But the problem is, traditions are varied around the world, even in your own city. So traditionally, yes, but it is challenging. Third, let's look at reason. Let's look at, think about this logically. Of course, it makes sense to save yourself for marriage. Finally, let's look at experience. Experience may tell you differently, but experience tells me, yes, there are some experiences that I would have been better off not having. So if we look at this theologically, of course, we should save ourselves for marriage. But I want to offer one interesting caveat. Of course, it will benefit us to save ourselves for marriage. But sex is only one aspect of a successful marriage. Of course, sexual intimacy is fueled by a perceived exclusivity. But marriage is not just about sex. It's about so more, so much more than sex and the practice of Containing yourself, the practice of self-control, the practice of finding other ways to creatively pour out your energy is beneficial to you. So 
Can saving yourself for marriage benefit your future marriage? Of course it can. But more than benefiting your future marriage, save yourself for you. Because when you save yourself, you benefit more than your future marriage does. And if you're a better person, your future marriage will be better. Thanks again for listening to the Dr. Heavenly Radio Show. These have been your winning words with Pastor Ash. You can find me on Twitter at Pastor Ash. Look forward to meeting you guys. Look forward to seeing you and hearing from you next week on the Dr. Heavenly Radio Show.